The Litro Lab Podcast. Bearing Witness by Elizabeth Warren. Every size, shape, colour, and variety of stuffed animals peered at me from a display case in the toy section of La Samartine department store as well as hunting for the perfect Christmas gift for a seven-year-old named Madeleine, I was seeking a cuddly creature that symbolized Canada. Puis-je vous aider? the sales lady asked. No merci. Alors, vous êtes du pays des phoques? The French knew about Canada because of Greenpeace's zealous efforts to save seals from slaughter. But the strident tone the sales lady used when she pronounced fuck suggested she had more in her mind than baby seals. She eyed me with simmering disdain as if to suggest I was from a place where we were easy fucks. And so, no matter how adorable those fuzzy stuffed seals looked sitting wrapped in green and red satin bows, I decided not to buy one. A plush beaver would be out of the question. Finding something to choose was becoming a dilemma of mammoth proportions. When I was Madeline's age, my family lived in Texas. The Christmas season was hot over 90 degrees in the shade. There was no frost or snow to sparkle in the sunlight. We prefer ice in our drinks. When cubes tinkled in her glass, my mother smiled. She was also happy to find poinsettias blooming in her garden. Before Texas, she'd had to buy them at the grocery store and then fuss over them to keep them alive. My father refused to help water them, just waited until they wilted, and then chided her for wasting hard-earned money on poinsettia plants. We'd lived there less than a year, and while my mother searched for things lost during the last move, we were getting ready to move again. We wrapped presents and packed at the same time. Boxes were stored in the garage. But sometimes, when someone forgot to close the door, my prized collection of stuffed animals started to disappear. At bedtime, my sister told me our parents waited until I was asleep and then threw them away. I hugged Jumpin' Jack closer. My granny had given me the rabbit too big and brown to be a bunny. Jumpin' Jack never left my side. Just before Christmas holidays, I hung a bell around Jumpin' Jack's neck and took him for show and tell. Even though integration had changed things for blacks in the South, I was glad I was holding my favorite rabbit when it was my turn to parade inside the circle of ghostly white faces. Look at what the jungle bunny brought to school. <laughs> Sneers and giggles supported the comment. That ain't right, I said that night at dinner. If Jumpin' Jack's name was Jingle Bunny, he'd be a Christmas bunny, and there's no such thing. That isn't right, my mother said. Rabbits are for Easter, I said. That white boy was calling you a jungle bunny, my big sister said. 
That isn't right, my mother said. The day we moved, we took an unfamiliar route when we drove through the neighborhood. When the car slowed in front of a house, I found out why. On a metal lawn chair in the middle of the front yard sat my prized collection of stuffed animals. Mama Bear was surrounded by her family of small bears. A handwritten sign leaning against the chair explained everything. Our new dog escaped and returned home with these stray toys. Please claim them. There they are. My father found them. It was the best gift ever. He parked next to the raw cement curb. The dog appeared. It bared its teeth and growled. The endless list of warnings that hounded my youth filled the space between the car and my precious bears. A simple trip to the beach led to a caution about the undertow. A walk at dusk went hand in hand with a watch for scorpions. Dark recesses called for an alert about black widow spiders. Rather than being nourished with words about opportunities, I was raised on the dangerous language of restrictions. Off you go, my father said. I stared at the stretch of scorched grass between the car and my beloved family of bears. My father turned off the engine. The air conditioning died. My mother shuffled in her seat. The dog snarled and strained against its collar and chain. Stretched to the limit, it almost reached the metal chair where Mama Bear sat protecting her fuzzy cubs. Quiet and trusting, they waited to be rescued. This is your last chance, my father said. I put my right hand on the door handle. My left hand clung to Jumpin' Jack. But I could not budge. When the car started to move, I gasped. I hadn't heard my father start the engine. I watched my brave bears disappear out the back window. Reflections from their big button eyes glazed in the southern sun, burning a small hole in my heart. Can I help you with something? The sales lady asked again. No merci. I turned away and once again abandoned a display of stuffed animals. Subscribe to Literal Lab Podcast on Spotify.